0: Hey everybody, it's Paul. Just a quick disclaimer, we had some technical difficulties this week, but that didn't stop us from having a great time. Thanks for listening to right Brain and enjoy the episode.
1: Greetings everyone and welcome to WriteBrain, a podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. Hello everyone, and welcome to right Brain, the podcast about writing and mostly crowdfunding and about me j F. Dubot, the author of the Life Engineered and Paul Inman, uh the author of Ageless Paul, how are you doing? I'm good. I love how Shut you Shut up, Paul. The show. We also have a third <laughs> guest on the show today that I'd like to introduce before we start getting into the banter because I don't want him to sit on the sidelines too long because that's rude
0: that uh, is with rude, us Jay. is
1: a fellow inkshare funded author and also fellow Sword and Laser Collection uh, member, participant, uh, the author of An Unattractive Vampire, Jim McDoniel. Jim, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for being here, Jim.
0: Um, I'm surprised that JF recognized that that was rude. I didn't know that he could, you know, those Canadians, you know what I mean? French Canadian. <laughs> oh, French, Can- that's right, you're right. Most Canadians are okay, it's the French Canadians
1: so but before we we delve like uh, basically since we have a guest it's going to be a bit of an unusual show but we're going to stick to our standard format that we usually do so we're we're going to talk a bit about our 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 past week of course uh jim has a longer past week than us since he's been never been on the show but uh i want to i want to I, I take stock of what's been going on with uh, with paul he's getting ever closer to the release of Ageless and uh, I'm sure that him and Jim's getting even closer to the release of an unattractive vampire so uh, I'm sure you you two have a lot in common a lot to uh, to talk about anxieties fears
0: <laughs> well you know um I'm sure that Jim has a little bit more fear than I do uh we're sitting on the eve of the release as we as we record this correct It's tomorrow
2: correct yep Jim yeah, yeah. tomorrow so <laughs> Are you, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, uh, I listened to JF. I listened to your interview on the nerd or not the nerdist, uh, sword and laser, uh, podcast. And I kind of feel the same way that you do where it's like, it's kind of been out for a while now because people have been getting the books. So it's not like I'm really excited. I'm more really stressed out because now it's all about, okay, how can I push this toward more sales? How can I get the word out more? Am I doing enough? I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Do more. Go run outside and deliver postcards everywhere you can find. That sort of thing.
0: Well, that's why we brought you on, because we wanted uh, you to have a platform. So shut up, Jim. It's my turn. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: Don't um, don't steal my bit, Paul.
0: Hey, come on. I have to. Maybe somebody forgot about it in the last two and a half minutes, you know? (laughs) So, uh ageless I'll I'll just bring you up to speed real quick. I just um sent in some uh I guess final final things for the ebook and I am pretty much done. I mean, that's weird. It's a weird thing to say, it's a weird thing to feel as far as the actual story and everything goes. It's kind of it,
1: you know? So it's, so I, it's kind I, of a I waiting have, game. I actually have a question for the the, the two of you cuz I've I've been in the spot that Jim is a couple of weeks ago and where you are, Paul, I was there uh, maybe a couple of months ago. And Mm -hmm. there's this sort of feeling once you actually launch the product into the ether for the final time, like you've done your final revisions, you've corrected as many typos as you you, you could find. There's still going to be some. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, the, the baby is born, it's sent off to college. You're done with it at this point. It's fire and forget. Where do you put, what's your next project? Where do you put your efforts to keep yourself distracted from the impending rush of the, the eventual release? I mean, Jim's at that point where he probably doesn't have time. You probably don't have time right now to think of other projects since you're doing that push. But during that sort of void between final approvals and the final rush of release, what did you guys do to keep yourself from going nuts?
0: Jim, I'll let you handle this since uh, oh. you're releasing very, very soon.
2: Um, well, I'm I'm fortunate that I'm also in I'm in grad school, so that takes up a lot of time. So,
0: so you have a lot of uh, a lot of other things on your mind as well as yeah. the book release.
2: Yeah, I've got the book release. Um, I do an uh, an audio drama that we've been meeting for for a couple weeks uh planning our our next and final season of that um i've got first draft or well i've got a third draft that i need to get back to so i feel like i'm slacking on that i've just just i'm actually probably reaching the limit of too busy right now
0: well that's never a bad thing that's actually kind of how i feel too i'm really really busy with my actual day job and um I'm really kind of stressed out a lot about um, all the little little details that JF was at like about a month ago with like the launch party and the, um, you know, just the little things like what am I going to do or how am I going to start letting people know they have to leave reviews, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's what's kind of eating any of my free time, which I have very little of because um, being a teacher is a lot of work, surprisingly.
1: I, I am surprised. Like, I've met teachers, and usually I'm like, what do these guys do? Exactly. So, uh, Jim, speaking of launch parties, do you have any specific event that you've planned for the, the launch of uh, An Unattractive Vampire? Because if... I mean, my invitation must have gone lost in the mail because I, I didn't get anything for the launch party.
2: Uh, yeah, I have a, a launch party going on on Friday. Mm-hmm. So right right in the heart of... Uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend part two here in Chicago. Um, it's at seven o'clock at Bucket O Blood Books and Records uh, in Logan Square. So, if, if you've been getting the yeah, if you've been getting the the updates that I send through Ink Shares, I've been I've been in, putting the invitation on that for
1: quite some time now. So someone's not paying attention I to have. their email. I have, I have. I okay I I think I've I've told this on uh, on on uh, on the podcast before that I tend to skim extremely rapidly through updates <laughs> and usually I do it late at late at night before going to bed so I miss a lot of important stuff so it it's my bad I I own up to it and unfortunately I'm going to be in Chicago 2 weeks late for uh, for your launch that blows What are you what are you going to Chicago for yeah. I'm gonna go play with my toy soldiers at a toy oh, soldier right. convention. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. That that's right.
0: Um, what what's the name of that convention? Just out of
1: curiosity, it's called Adepticon. It's not really in Chicago. It's a, it's in Schaumburg at the Renaissance Hotel. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If maybe I'm I'm gonna try to organize some kind of meetup with a bunch of people from the various communities because apparently I know a lot of people in Chicago. So I'll 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 keep you informed, Jim. If you want to do the trek to Schaumburg at some point probably gonna be like thursday night or some, something like that Just have have drinks and hang out be cool but more on well, that else, when i actually have something organized so is there, is there anything else that you guys are are preparing jim you're you're going to have your interview with sword laser i assume on the night of release so the tomorrow night i guess
2: yep that's that'll be tomorrow yeah that that's about it
1: i i hope i hope you enjoy yourself i the the interview with tom and veronica i've been on sword and laser twice now it's always been uh, both a joy and an honor. These, these guys are pro. So I think you'll have a good time.
0: Yeah. So let me ask, let me ask you, Jim, what kind of inspiration did you, uh, like, I kind of have heard the story about how you were listening to some people in front of you, uh, talk about that, those, uh, shiny vampires. So what, uh, when you sat down, you actually started writing, um, an unattractive Mm -hmm. vampire. Like I, I can only imagine. And, and, Full disclosure here. I am about two thirds of the way through. And so far, I love it. Um, I'm going to not give any spoilers here, but I can imagine that only could take you so far. Like when you said when you finally got to a point where you're like, hmm, what uh, I got to this has to um, something has to happen uh, because just working with that one idea is probably difficult to stretch out into the size of the the length of a book that you have, um, the length of the novel. Uh, What is it that, uh, where else did you draw inspiration from? Is kind of what I'm getting to here.
2: Oh, um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, it started off as bits um, after that initial, like, learning about what Twilight was. Um, You know, it started off being bits that I came up with, uh, kind of beginning with uh, the mistaking a a vampire for a werewolf at the beginning i was just walking along and i thought of that and then i kept kept that scene kept that bit going and uh, just started extrapolating from there and then it you know the title came to me and that's when i was like oh this could be this could be a book i guess i could write this someday in the future which ended up being like two three years later um I don't uh as far as like other inspirations just like I'm I don't know I'm a huge because I had like 2 3 years before I really started writing it um I had a lot of the beats planned out ahead of time most you know most of the the plot was long decided before I sat down and and wrote um not that there weren't surprises but Um, you know, the, the important bits were thought of ahead of time and long ago. So I don't really remember where things came from.
0: Okay. How how do you, how do you feel about being on the sword and laser podcast? Because, you know, I'm sitting back here and I get to watch all you guys do this. And I'm like, I'm kind of geeking out for you guys here. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what, what kind of feelings do you have? I mean, like, are you, are you like, excited you're nervous
1: well, actually i i have a sort of a thanks pream- I'm talking, preamble to jim talking to jim question talking to jim stop stealing my mm-hmm. bit so now i just have a pre- preamble question like how how did yeah. you come into into listening to sword and laser is this uh did you come into the Inkshare contest because of sword and laser or did you get to know sword and laser because of the Inkshare contest um
2: no i got it i got into Inkshares because of sword and laser um i started listening after uh veronica's interview on the nerdist because i was listening to the nerdist at the time um and that so that was like three two three four years ago um when i started listening to podcasts so i started listening to the sword and laser um i no longer really listen to the nerdist um but still listen to the sword and laser and i don't even really read the books along with the, the group, I mostly just like listening to them talk about books. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, there are times at work, um, I work in a museum and sometimes we're closed to the to the public and I was listening to Sword and Laser and heard the, the announcement about the Inkshares contest and went over to my coworker and was like, should I enter this? And she was like, yes, do it. And then I, I talked to my best friend later and she was like, no, yeah, she's right. Do it. Um, so that's why I entered.
1: And so far it's paid off. So you you you, yeah. you have some uh, some bottles of wine to buy us. Thanks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, so, Paul, Paul I, I cut you off with my preamble question. Your question was, how do you feel about going on to. The uh, Disorder Laser Con- uh, podcast. Now, now knowing that you're a fan of the podcast first and foremost, before being a an Inkshare contributor, uh, admittedly, like I'm, I'm in the very same spot as you are. Like I listen to the podcast, been listening for several years. I mostly listen just to listen to podcasts. I very rarely read the books, maybe once or twice a year because time. But like I just like the idea of listening to people geeking out about books um how uh, so so going back to paul's question are you are you intimidated are you uh afraid how how are you feeling <laughs>
2: um I'm excited uh first and foremost um a little bit nervous and I'm going to try and not use any of my the answers that i've thought of in my head over and over while listening to other authors on the show like i've probably been playing a an interview in my head for maybe the last week of various questions that could come up and i'm going to try and not do that or do those answers while i'm actually talking to the people to tom and ron have
1: have you have you taken a look at the questions that are already on the goodreads forum
2: no, I I glanced, I, I kind of like went to see who had left a question on there, but then I like didn't read it. I was like, nope, nope, not going to do that. I want to keep it spontaneous so I don't, so I'm not that planned.
1: So just be wary of questions by one uh, G. Derek Adams.
2: <laughs>
1: he's, he's tricky. Yeah, I heard he's kind of a jerk. He is. Yeah, he is exactly that.
0: That guy, that guy. <laughs> I don't know how he always makes it onto our show. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he's he's Derek. I like Derek. We should mm-hmm. we should we should eventually have him also before he releases his book, but that's beside the point. Um, so I I really want to talk more about an, an attractive vampire, but I want to keep most of the questions about that for uh, for for the third part of the the show. I do, do you want to jump immediately into our our recommendations and, and reviews for books that are funding on Inkshares? Yeah, I think so. Let's let's do that. Um, because because clearly from with our line of questioning, we're we're itching to ask Jim about yes, we are. about his book and about his book launch. So. Let's uh, l- let's move on. Let's get well. You know, I could
0: I could just say, hey, Jim, how's your mom? How's your, how's your dad? Your sister? I haven't seen her in a while. How's oh. she doing?
1: Oh, she's <laughs> yeah, good. Those are she's weird. Becoming a doctor, Paul.
0: She's be okay. Well, I don't. I didn't know you had a sister. But oh, now, congratulations. Now I, have,
1: I have a family dynamics question for
0: later. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, let's save it for later then. Um, Jim, uh, since you are well, now nah, maybe we won't let you lead because I don't want to put you in that predicament jf you bring us in here and we have a special edition of um books that we're going to talk about tonight not only because jim is here and he got to actually pick a book which he's going to talk about in a few minutes but also because the space opera nerdist contest on Inkshares will be ending tomorrow the same day as the launch of an unattractive vampire and what that means is we have a lot more books that we can now talk about. I mean, we could always talk about them, but we choose not to if they're in the contest because, you know, we don't want to be biased to anybody until contests are over, of course, you know.
1: Yeah, but it's it's a question of not looking like we're trying to – we're favoring anyone. And it's it's one of those – tight ropes that we walk doing this kind of public thing because i especially this round of contests i have friends in the contest which i've been itching to promote more and i've tried to promote them and maybe not doing as good a job as i should have but promote them on on my private channels but when we're talking about something that we that we're doing together that we're we're trying to be sort of non-biased it's it it, it becomes difficult to, to 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 pick it, pick from those books but seeing as the contest is ending tomorrow by the time by the time you you the listeners are hearing this the contest will have been over for at least a day so now we can talk about them we have a brand new crop of books some of these books will be funded on the quill level before the contest is over and a lot of them will be well on their way and mm-hmm. i, I want to bring uh, everyone's attention to a book that got a lot of uh, of traction um, but un, unless like, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and I, I, I'm hoping for a miracle, but probably won't end up in the top three. And yeah, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, but I, I think th- there's, I mean, she, the, the book's a shoe in to get into the quill collection. If not more, uh, the book I'm talking about is Trav- the traveler's cup by ac baldwin which is uh, amanda baldwin who is a uh, a personal friend of mine that lives in montreal here and she's part of my writing group i i'd like to take credit for pointing her towards ink shares, and that is it because everything else that she's achieved with that book is all her own so yep. congratulations well amanda's very much a renaissance woman she's a web developer she's a musician talented musician she's a very good writer very talented very creative and she's an extremely hardworking individual both for her hobby hobbies and for her job she's also a consummate video game player <laughs> so a lot of various interests very good at all of them and she's we've been writing together in a in our little writing circle here in Montreal for I think two or three years. the The Travelers Cup, as uh, the, the the short description that she has on her page, says, uh, "When the mouse put his name in for the Travelers Cup, he wasn't expecting to be chosen." And from the, the samples I've read and the description, Travelers Cup seems to be a uh, sort of a voluntary. I say, um, there's, there's this hardcore race that's done in South America now that used to be in Africa. What is it called again? Jim? Um, <laughs> no I idea. have no idea. <laughs> no, I no idea. Anyway, so, so Travelers Cup is this, this basically the the way she's described it, or well, the way I've s- stolen the description is a kind of a sci-fi version of. Harry Potter and the Goblet of, Goblet of Fire in a way because it's basically the, these voluntary um, people volunteering to participate in this this insane competition in space, this sort of race. And anyways, it's it, it, so far from the samples I've read, it looks fantastic. And uh, apparently Gary Witta agrees with me because he's chosen her book for his Nomad Syndicate. Ah yes, that is right. I, I actually almost
0: forgot. That was just a couple of days uh, last week, a few days ago last week. Uh yeah, um,
1: maybe a t- two days ago.
0: Yeah, so uh, that is actually pretty amazing to be the first book chosen as part of that syndicate, um, which Gary Witta actually hasn't even hasn't even been around that long. Maybe just a couple of weeks, if even that long. So uh,
1: yeah, he he announced uh, the. He announced his syndicate in the last week of February, so it's been around for about about that about two weeks, and mm-hmm. he it's already I think the second or third largest syndicate on ink shares, and it's mm-hmm. it's and it's not it's not a syndicate that's a democracy. It's very much your how to say it's it's a, a a loot crate of box of books in the sense that you're you're paying you're paying to be in the syndicate, but Gary is the one picking, so you're you're trusting Gary to pick a book that you'll enjoy and in 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 this case we trust right exactly in gary we trust in this case he decided (laughs) to go for the Traverse cup which is super flattering for amanda is is a testament to how interesting her concept is how the the quality of her writing in her of her in her samples and i like i'm disappointed that she didn't manage to be higher in the race but i'm confident that she can get to 250 she's sitting right now at 186 pre-orders she's got another month and a half left after the contest ends. There's no reason why she can't get published on, on at least on Quill.
0: I totally agree. It's a very interesting book and uh, I will be picking up a copy. I have not yet. Financially things are not so great, JF. Well, you're you are when you're, well, when you're buying tickets to San Diego comic con for, you know, you and your wife, and then you have to get plane tickets cause I'm on the East coast. You know, that's a lot of money invested into things that are awesome in several months away. So, I mean, I just don't have tons of extra money. Also, I did, I guess I could have talked about this in the early part, but my roof is leaking, man. My roof is leaking and we've got to get our roof fixed.
1: Yeah, my life is hard. Yeah, you're going to San Diego Comic Con. I, You'll pardon me for shedding very few tears for your predicament. That sounds like hard life, buddy.
0: Well, uh, you know, you could come fix my roof. I'll let you sleep in the guest room while you do it. No.
1: So, uh, G- Jim, have <laughs> Jim? You, is is this a book that you've checked out? Are you are you a fan of science fiction at all, or are you more or do you stick to the uh, the vampires and horror and and fantasy genre?
2: No, I do. I do uh, all of the sci fi, fantasy, horror trifecta. Um, that is genre fiction, uh, or speculative fiction depending on who's talking um yeah no uh so my my book pick uh i picked lucky um which is currently in fifth in the uh in the nerdist space opera contest was in third and then it got bumped down and i was sad um i've already ordered this one um and just to read a little bit about it um about Lucky. Unusual circumstances on a rural planet put Cassandra Lucky Luckenbach on a new path that she never would have expected. Serving as a temporary re- replacement on the freighter Rosebud, she finds herself tangled in an unexpectedly dangerous situation. Um, one, one thing about this book, I don't know what the dangerous situation is. Or there, it, there's a mention also earlier of an interstellar conspiracy no idea what's going on in any of the the sample chapters but the writing is so good that I don't care um like I trust that it'll be interesting but like one of the things I found when initially looking at this book is just the writings again so good um the the setting is it's It's not quite like I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to Firefly, but um, it's very southwest United States, like the the planet and the like the planets all have kind of that um, southwestern um, kind of uh, Spanish uh, inspired names like San Pedro on. I'm not I think that's the name of a planet. But it, you know, you just get the feel of these out of the out of the way places. You know, characters are speaking Spanish, um, and it, you know it was inspired by a trip in the Southwest, according to uh, the author's A. Arch Webster. Um, according to her, about the book, it's, she was driving from El Paso, Texas, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and so you you really get that that feel of it. Um, especially in the, the early on sample chapters. Also in chapter one, there's an outright like murder and shooting. So, you know, there, there is some excitement going on. I just don't know what the plot is about yet.
0: It's a very interesting, it's a very interesting looking book. Um, I actually did not order this one yet either. I'm, and I'll be honest with you. I think there's only one that I actually ordered from this contest because it's just money, man. It's the money
2: thing. Just still has 48 days to go. So, you know, there's still also time to get to the the full funding as well.
0: So um, I think this book is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I do want to order pre-order it. Uh, I might not be able to do it immediately. But that never stopped me before. You know, I just always say to my wife, hey, honey, may I borrow your credit card for a minute, please? <laughs> and she, <laughs> she... Well, I got my own credit cards, and I'm just like, can I use yours for just a second? She's always like, why do you need mine? You have your own. And I'm like, well, because uh, it's yours and you love me, I guess, hopefully. (laughs) Well, I actually picked what is in first place currently. And yeah, they don't need our help, although I do like this book. And as I said, I only pre-ordered one from this contest and it was this one. And I don't remember if it was first place or not when I pre-ordered. So uh, I don't think it was because it's really early in the contest. Um, But it's the Champions of the Third Planet. Uh, it's a story about five kids who must band together to fight alien monsters on a far away planet in order to save Earth. Now, I could tell you right now that what draws me in about that is I just think that that is a fun idea. I mean, it's kind of what it's kind of what something like I mean, not necessarily like Star Wars, but it's got the the fun feel of like a Star Warsy kind of um, story, you know, with different planets and battles and fighting and, uh, young people. And, you know, I just think that'll be fun. And, um, when I first dove, dove into it, um, to get an idea about what, uh, if I was going to pre-order or not, uh, it's actually pretty cool. And I think it's going to be like a, um, I'm not sure if it's even going to be young adult. I think it's actually going to be for kids. Um, although I don't, I don't, don't quote me on that because I just don't remember where I saw that. I feel like I saw that on here, but I can't find it right now. Although it has changed kind of some since I was, since I pre-ordered. So I just, he may have taken it down, but it's by author um, Christopher uh, Leon, who actually, which uh, I thought this was kind of an interesting thing. He is, He has uh, a movie on Netflix. He's a writer-director of a movie called Parallels. Have either of you seen this movie? I haven't watched the movie yet myself because, honestly, I haven't watched many movies in a while. In fact, I take that back. I actually went to the theater. My wife and I just saw... What movie did we go see? Oh, oh, we saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought it was pretty good. Jim, have you seen that one? I have not, but it was definitely of interest. It it was pretty good. It was different. It was different than I thought it was going to be. But not in a bad way, just in a surprising way, I guess I should say. So anyway, basically, it's about, uh, real quick, I'll just read a little bit of this. It's about a boy named Milo who finds a mysterious black orb in the woods behind his school. Soon Milo and four other kids, including his little sister and the kid that bullies him in school, all end up trapped inside the orb, which kidnaps them to a dead planet on the other side of the galaxy. Turns out there are thousands of these orbs throughout the galaxy that are collecting alien life forms and bringing them back to this one planet where they all have to fight in a giant arena. And I'm reading it just like it's written because it's all caps. So, you know, this is like the apex of this paragraph. Okay. So Milo and the other kids suddenly find themselves battling an alien gladiatorial in alien gladiatorial matches in teams of five on five fighting aliens of all kinds crab-shelled wolf-like aliens, giant amoeba amoeba blobs, evil black slugs that reproduce faster than you can stamp them out. To survive all this, the kids are injected with robot robocytes. There you go. There you go, JF robots are in it. Which make them stronger and faster. And even <laughs> and even though the kids don't necessarily all like each other, they have to figure out a way to work together to make it back home before they find themselves eaten, or worse, in the arena. So I just think it it, it sounds like a really fun read. And uh, this uh, it's an interesting sounding premise. And uh, I always like to get ones that are, you know, fun. I can tell you that Ageless is so serious, and I've read it so many times now. And I'll be honest with you, that's kind of one thing that, for me, as I'm getting everyone's book, uh, you know, I find that they're, i don't want to say all of them because i don't think jf's book is is super trying to be comical i think yours is pretty serious but i feel like mine is is really like down man it's a downer i'm a downer book and you know i'm i'm reading like right now i'm reading an unattractive vampire and it's funny it's got some funny stuff jim it's good so um i'm like dang it mine's gonna everybody's gonna hate mine we were talking about having um some uh uh how, how we we're passing the time earlier and uh, i'm passing it just with crippling anxiety that's what how i'm passing the time because seriously i i didn't put myself down on purpose to put myself down i put myself down because my anxiety is suffocating me and i'm struggling to even get up and move and breathe and live and yeah so that's where that's uh i think it's a curse you know what i mean the creative curse so uh, to wrap up that that uh, segment, check out those books. Um, Champions of the Third Planet, Lucky, and The Traveler's Cup. And, you know, throw some support behind them, unless you need a new roof like I do. And then throw some support their way anyway, like I will eventually. So, we have Jim with us, because, you know, we're excited about the book launch. And Jim, yes. thank you for being here. I guess I, we didn't even no, say thank that. Thank you, you for know, inviting me. Why don't you um, start by telling us a bit about the book?
2: Oh, an Unattractive Vampire. Um, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's The great thing about my title is that it's also the premise. Um, it's about a, an 1,000-year-old a vampire uh, named Ulrich Byle who was buried around 1680, uh, trapped underground, and he, he rises in the modern day to find that no one believes he is a vampire because he's not pretty enough. And he goes on basically a quest to discover exactly how vampires have become so attractive and, disgust, more disgustingly, very good, and to murder the person responsible. I tried to finish it before
0: today. I really did. I'm about, like I said earlier, I'm about two-thirds of the way through, and uh, I'm really liking it. I'm really loving it. I mean, like, I can tell you exactly where I am, but that'll be spoilerish, so I don't want to do that. So, well, it's the the nature of the internet, you know? Like, you spoil it, and then out there, it's out there. And then nobody gets your product, which is, you know, not something that we want to do here on ink shares. Okay. We don't want to ruin everything for everyone. Always JF. Okay. You're French Canadian. We get it. It's kind of like, if you think about movies like uh saw or something like that, it's, it's kind of like a big gore fest and you have some horror elements without having to have a lot of, you know, like
2: that's, that's, I mean, it's an interesting balance because obviously I can't make it too bad uh other, otherwise it stops being funny so there there's a, there's a fine line that i tend to walk you know there there is still like violence in the book like yolrick straight up murders people um but it tends to be i mean i don't go into like great detail about you know, and then the guts came out and there was blood everywhere. It's like, no, and then you move on. You know, like, you allude to it and then you move on. I'm not big on like leaving things off screen. It's it's usually to preserve the humor. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of examples. I mean, or if it's just, if it's a moment that happens with like between the Yolrick, the main character, or one of the main characters, and then just some random sort of extra. Like, that doesn't need to be front and center. But if it's if it's between, like, two, a, a main character and a supporting character, a main character, or two main characters, um, then, then like, you would see it. But otherwise, it's like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll skate over that and make it a joke, because you can. So yeah, I, like it's probably, I mean, it's not like scary. That's that's why, there. I mean, there are horror elements to it. It's not a horror book. It's I, It would be in the same category as um, Christopher Moore or uh, Ailee Martinez. Uh, so it's kind of usually that's labeled as contemporary fantasy as opposed to urban fantasy, which is very noir-esque uh, detective stories. In most cases,
0: it's like a re it's really good because, you know, in one scene you could be having this uh, again, spoilery. Uh, You don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but you can be having like a a fight scene, for example. Okay, and some really cool, unique, kind of interesting things are happening in the fight scene. But it's still uh, it's still comical. Some comical things are going on. And I'll be honest with you. I want to I want to. in a few minutes, uh, I don't know if JF had another question. Um, but I want to read you something I highlighted from your book, actually a sentence that honestly, right now at this point in the book that it's my favorite sentence so far. It's good. It's good so far. I'm liking it a lot. Okay. So, um, just to give the listeners, if, if you haven't read this or, um, if you're not super far into the book, there is, I, I found my quote, by the way, I'm trying to, tell you about my quote a little bit um there's a uh, uh, there is why i blanked out his name you rick sorry um vampire and there is a young woman and her brother what's her brother's name again why am i blanking out? Simon. simon 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 yes so this so far has been my favorite part and i'm gonna just read it to you and it's all out of context and it doesn't even matter because i love it okay where did you get a hatchet Asked the vampire, referring to the weapon the boy was now holding. "I always have a hatchet," responded the boy. I I just think that's awesome. I don't know why. I laughed hard. I laughed out loud. My my wife like looked over me because I usually read when I'm laying down to go to sleep, you know. And uh, she looks over. She's like, "What are you doing?" And it's like that was funny. That was great. (laughs) She's like, "All right, I believe you." So this book has an interesting premise. Um. Well, uh with the, with your style of writing, do you think ever think about maybe comparisons to other types of writing or
2: writers? Uh no, I mean it's not it's not too unique to be compared. Um I mean, I'd say it's uh, I mean there there's satirical elements to it. Uh I'm I'm also kind of random. The 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 one the one style of humor you probably won't find in it is the kind of Uncomfortable, awkward humor because that I hate that. It makes me uncomfortable and awkward. Um no, I mean I'd I'd say, you know, similar to along the lines of, you know, Terry Pratchett, again, Christopher Moore, uh Douglas Adams, that sort of thing. Like those are all authors that I've read a lot of, particularly Terry Pratchett.
0: That's cool. Um I can see the um because like I am currently reading it I can see the Douglas Adams I I enjoy Douglas Adams myself it's funny funny stuff here's a couple a couple of questions for you and they're all like along the same lines okay jim okay. so we here on on uh, right brain we share our experience that we have um had that we've had with inkshares because obviously there's a lot of listeners that uh, you know are, are with Inkshares and they're looking to kind of get an idea of what the experience is like. And since, you know, you have probably a slightly different perspective than, than we do. Um, tell, tell us about like maybe what, how your experience has been so far or, or has went um, since, since the uh, contest. In fact, why don't you start the evening of the end of the contest? Because um you're in cent- central time zone, so it wasn't quite as late for you, but it yeah. was still pretty late. So uh why don't you like uh start there and maybe give us a a short story about how this is going for you?
2: I mean I stayed up till 2 a.m. and then immediately went to bed. I do have some of that um some of that imp- imposter syndrome from the whole uh end of the end of the contest where I'm like, "Oh, well, now I have to prove myself. I have to make <laughs> sure that so so that people know I deserve to to be here and have my book published. That that actually, again, that turned out to be a very... Probably the best day I'd had in several years. Um, at 2 a.m., I found out uh, about the sword and, sword and Laser contest. At 2 p.m., uh, I got accepted to grad school. So that was like one particularly oh, good day. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's <laughs> also amazing that actually kind of like right now um several of my inkshares uh deadlines have somehow lined up with major like homework deadlines for grad school so there have been times when i've 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 had the had to pull all nighters to complete like development development edits because i was doing two things at the same time um but as far it's as rough. the the yeah as far as the whole inkshares Uh, experience has gone. It's, it's been great. It's been, I mean, I'd say fairly smooth. Um, Those were air quotes for those of you listening on on (laughs) pod devices, you know, there, there's been, I've met all of my deadlines. So that, that was good. Um, Good
0: job. I failed
2: at that. uh, The, you know, uh, the developmental edit was great, which is, it's it's a good thing to to be able to have that developmental edit um for people still funding push 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 to get to to 750 because um you know that really pushed me i had i was on like uh the book i submitted to inkshares was the eighth or ninth draft of well, actually s- between 6 and 8 drafts of my book of, that i've been writing for like Five years. Um, And it like even just, you know, going through the developmental edit process made the book so much better. Um, You know, having to make having someone push to make the those hard choices uh, push you to to really improve the book was immensely helpful. Mine was a woman. Her name was Lindsay. I don't remember her last name. I don't remember Robinson. That's
0: who I had to Lindsay, Lindsay
2: Robinson? Robinson. Okay, yay! Um, so I can yeah. I can give her a shout out. Um, yeah, she was my developmental editor. Um, I don't really know any of the the other names. I can't say I thanked them in the book. They're they're in the back of the book, <laughs> so they're there. <laughs> Paul could Paul could look up the names.
0: Oh uh, yeah, if you want me to, I will.
2: Um, and then you know, copy editing and. Proofreading that that all I I don't have as much of a recollection of of those processes, but they were they were also good. Um, all, being able to make like those last minute changes became really important when I discovered things like, oh, wait, isn't there some strange thing? Is don't isn't in Chinese culture the last name comes first? Oops, I think I wrote that wrong. I need to quick make that ch- make that change. Um, so yeah, they're be- pretty good about that. Yeah, so you know th- things like that. That you know, and then being able to like choose a cover was really exciting. That happened actually fairly early on, um, before any of the the editing. But you know, that's that's also really fun. Though those emails are the fun emails as opposed to the hey, you have the you know, get this back to me next week. Okay. Uh. <laughs> my my process was like I got I had like they asked me my thoughts about the cover. Um and so I ended up with like four options, uh, four variations on the theme of the cover. I ended up not going with the one like the one that fulfilled my thoughts on the matter, basically because it was the one that everyone else seemed to like was the the cover that I ended up with. Um, Like I showed it to uh, my friend who's a bookseller uh, and she liked it better. My parents liked it better. Uh, Avalon liked it better. So, or it might've been Devon who liked it better. I can't remember who was sending me those emails. I think it was uh, Devon or Devin. I hope I'm saying your name right. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah. And then, so, we we picked kind of the, the red and black silhouette cover. I made a few notes. Um, originally, there was only one eye. So I'm like, have a second eye. Um, and, you know, slowly it improved, like the lines got better. I also, we also, originally it was a normal person looking silhouette. So I was like, one of the things that I, I asked for was uh, pointed ears and an odd shaped head to make it, you know, really clear that this was not a a human being looking person um so, so yeah and it took like i think it came back twice so it was like the third cup co- by the third cover it was it was great
0: wow you did 3 yeah. i am ru- i've ruined those people i must have <laughs> did 9 i seriously must have done 9 or 10 i don't i'm the worst all right, we've established I'm the worst. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, you know, I, I wanted to love it, you know? And I, I did. I did like it. Uh, let's not talk about me, all right? This is the Jim show tonight. Jim, Um, so I had a question about the cover that you preferred. Can you maybe describe it for the people listening?
2: Um, It was a little bit more cartoony. Um, Again, I don't... Do I have any? No, I don't have any on the, this bookshelf behind me. Um... There, there is a very signature look to say again, Christopher Moore's uh, covers. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of there's there's a certain animation style to that, uh, and that's kind of when I thought of um, my book, like just before Sword and Laser, before Inkshares, before any of that. Like when I pictured how the cover would look, that's kind of how I how I imagined it. Um, so I kind of gave them instructions on that. So there, it was a little bit more cartoony. Um, it was full on, no ambiguity of, you know, a vampire with kind of the same head shape and then like just rows of fangs, um, lots of sharp teeth. Uh, and, and yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the one that fulfilled what I had uh, kind of given them as as an idea.
0: Okay, that's that's pretty cool. So here, I'm going to give you an idea right now because I'm just very kind. I think tomorrow, since it is book launch day Mm -hmm. for an unattractive vampire, for your backers and your readers, your followers, I say you send out an update and say, this is a um, failed possible cover just for like a little inside scoop.
2: Okay. Or not.
0: Or not. If you did that, though, I would be happy to open it before, you know, very late at night and skim through it and not <laughs> see the picture. And, you know, um, for what it's worth, you know, for those of you listening, this I, I personally think that this is a very collaborative, organic process, like choosing the how the book is going to look. Because, you know, I even though I had very, very many revisions, it, it, it was really simple things like I don't like this color or I think that this should be a little bit you know, in a different spot or whatever. That's that's what they were. It wasn't major. I wasn't like, no, I hate everything, you know, Um, because, you know, I try not to hate everything. But, you know, sometimes it happens, I guess. So uh, I did have a couple other questions here um, that I kind of jotted down. Um, We were talking about edits earlier in the developmental edit stage. Did you have to did you not have to, but did you choose to um, take anything major out? Like, for example, like I ended up rewriting an entire chapter that meant scrapping 30 pages and actually starting over with those 30 pages uh which is you know very very tough to do but it, it needed it and i think it's better for it actually so um did you have anything like that with with
2: your book uh yeah definitely um i had entire i, I don't want to say subplot but Entire plot points that um, basically it came down to it was overly complicated, Mm -hmm. um, so I had to get rid of them. Uh, Let's see. What else? I I ended up – one of the things that was suggested – I'm I'm trying to think of how to put this without making spoilers, although it is on the back of the book, (laughs) so it's not overly spoiler – but there are lots of vampires in this, and um, and so when when the vampires get together, when Yolrik gets kind of a posse. Um, originally, that was just one scene, and one of the one of the notes I got was to that you know people wanted to spend more time with them, so I had to write like individual chapters for that, which then I had to. Sp- splice i also had to then write chapters to go between those chapters so that it didn't just all happen at once so that there was a nice uh balance of action um so i ended up like creating six new chapters um basically in the probably middle like third fourth of the book or no yeah If, if we divide it into fourths in the third fourth like the beginning of the third fourth of the book i had to write like six new chapters and then i actually ended up taking an old chapter that had been cut and throwing it back in um because of another note about making it too complicated that i then had to fix by putting that plot point back in interesting
0: you know i'll help you out here look like listen look one word hyphenated nonlinear You can do whatever you want, (laughs) whatever you want. I mean, really, like JF knows, you just do whatever. It doesn't matter. I I just do whatever I want. I don't care. You want a dolphin in there? Dolphin (laughs) chapter. You know, you want aliens? Alien chapter. What do you mean? Oh, it's set in a different time period. It doesn't matter. Like we're 500 years in the future. Nonlinear. It doesn't matter. There's aliens, you know. Oh, you want the dolphins to talk now? 800 years in the future. They're talking dolphins. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It is very difficult. (laughs) It is very difficult. You really got to you got to know what the whole story is. I may not touch nonlinear again, honestly, but I I can't you can't hold me to that though. And I, I was actually going to ask because obviously I haven't finished yet, so I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen in the last third of the book. So, um I guess uh, do you plan on having any any kind of making this into any kind of series or is one, once I get to the end is that it for your unattractive vampire or are we going to have like an unattractive vampire part two, you know, um, electric boogaloo.
2: So, um, I mean that's years ago when I was on draft three and showing it to people to get notes, um, like that came up like, Oh, do you have a, do you have another one planned for this? Um, and I came up with kind of an idea. The problem with that is that this was a very, uh, point-driven piece. There was a very clear idea behind it. And so I could take the same characters and throw them into a new s- situation, but I fear it wouldn't have that same feeling or drive behind it because I'd just be continuing the story without the the message that the first one had behind it.
0: Part of the reason I'm asking this is, uh, and again, I have to tell everyone listening And I don't know what's happening in the last, you know, third of the book. But part of the reason I'm asking this is because um, Ulrich is basically immortal. I mean, you could just, in theory, continue with short stories in the same universe or or full long, you know, full length novels or novellas and continue um, with his uh, (laughs) wacky adventures. I mean, (laughs) they're not really wacky, but you know what I mean? I'm enjoying the read and I'm actually going to be sad, I think, when I get to the end.
2: Yeah, well, the the other the the other thing that I would say is, um, I mean, there won't be, uh, well, there probably won't be like a direct sequel, but I am also again with, kind of the a lot of particularly uh, humor and actually humor horror writers, like to keep like like to insert things into, other books like create sort of universes. So they might, he, you know, Jorick might pop up in another book down the line, but maybe not be the main character or elements. Interesting. Elements of, uh, I know in the manuscript I'm writing now, they do, they do reference the, uh, the TV show. Spoiler, (laughs) spoiler alert, there's a TV show in the, in the book. Um, But also there, there are actually, References in the book to future stories that I plan to write. That's cool.
0: I like that. I like when you create it, like when people create a universe. I I do. I do have one more question, and uh, you were talking about something ear- a little earlier, and I it came to my mind, so I I jotted it down. Um. So because, well, not because. I guess maybe I should say, uh, if you don't know, if you're listening, you don't know the first sword and laser contest. Um. On the the day after the top five six the top six were um selected i guess or 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 whatever um they announced the winners um, of the sword and laser like the um books that were going to be inserted into the collection which would was you know the life engineered and asteroid made of dragons and then we found out several months later it was actually a few months later that you your book was also going to be part of the collection Um, And I believe that we talked to you briefly about this before, but um, just in case the other uh, people listening haven't heard this little story, how did you find out about it? Like, how did you find it? Did you find out when, at the same time as everybody else, like it was a public thing and and that's when you found out? Or or did you find out a little earlier? Or tell us about how that all went Um, down.
2: I mean, I found out a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I believe I was at work and I got a call from... uh, Adam Gamelin from, uh, from Inkshares and basically just saying that, um, that he had actually talked to, uh, Tom and Veronica and that there was a disc there. They were having a discussion about it. Um, which I thought I was really excited, obviously about that. Uh, I did I had shut the door to my, my office at work and did a little dance. um, and then by the evening, like, again, kind of interrupting th- things I had going, I was in class and on the break, uh, checked my phone and there was a, a, another call um, and basically just telling me that uh, that Tom he had, again, talked to Tom and Veronica and that Tom and Veronica had, had talked and that they had decided to uh, select me. So... That was very exciting. <laughs> that, that's kind of how it went down. And then I'm not sure how long after that the announcement was made. Might have been the next day, might have been a few days later. So I kind of knew for a few days before it actually came out. And I did absolutely nothing to, to warrant that or to you know push for that. That was entirely an Inkshares thing on, on their part, making, making things happen. I have a box. I th- this is true. I have a box full of uh, thank you cards that I was going to send out to people who who backed my book um, that are still sitting on my com- on my other desk because I never got around to sending them out.
0: It's never too <laughs> late, Jim. It's never too late. <laughs> you know, um, Tom and Veronica. Some of us are still waiting on our call. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Right? Right, guys? You know what I mean? Come on, guys. Right? Yeah? Perhaps waiting less than an age. Ah, I see what you did there. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, Jim, we wish you luck on your book launch. And uh, my goal is to get um, your book finished tomorrow so I can make sure I post a review on Amazon. Oh, yes. Please, please, everyone uh, listening,
2: if, you, if you're about- reading the book, post reviews on Amazon. Both of mine and JF's, and eventually Paul's book, because that's apparently super important.
0: Yeah, and all the books. I mean, all the all the books coming out in the near future for, for, from Inc. Shares because it is important. Um, Jim, is there anywhere that uh, people can find you on on the interwebs? Is there any any promoting or anything you want to do? You want to tell us a little bit, maybe a little bit more about your book launch or our you know website or Twitter or anything like that? Sure. This is your time. You have
2: the floor for about 24 seconds. Okay, um, I have a website. It's Um So it's my name. I'm basically at Jim McDonnell on Twitter. I'm there all the time. You'll probably get more updates there than anywhere else. Um, if you want to hear some things that I've done, uh, you can visit uh, www.ourfaircity.com. That's uh, the audio drama that I write for. Um and the book launch party is going to be this Friday, so March eighteenth. Um, hope maybe this will come out before then. Maybe not.
0: Uh, uh, no. The plan. The
2: plan is yes. Well, we're, we're, I'm going to try the, to do my the best. Book part launch party will have been March eighteenth at Bucket O Blood Books, <laughs> um, here in Chicago in Logan Square. It'll be a good time. You can drink and then show up. And then go drink some more because it is, again, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Cool. Are you going to be doing a reading? JF seems to think they're necessary. I have no idea. I have not been told. So maybe. If if people want a reading, I'll read.
0: And you can go to my website, p a u l i n m a n s c dot com And you can see all the crazy things that I do, including um, writing book apparently because <laughs> jf is on my case um <laughs> and you can uh find me on twitter at paul inman sc so it's the same thing p-a-u-l-i-n-m-a-n-s-c also instagram at paul inman sc and uh you can look for ageless on facebook or actually go to inkshares.com and look for ageless there as well as my other book that's right jf there's more than one um Motor City Chronicles book 1 transgressions and you could uh follow that or pre-order would be even better JF I hear that you are um have some kind of presence with the internet gods you are at jf dubo <laughs> that's on twitter <laughs> but if they want to tweet you and say hey I ordered your book then they could and maybe they could tweet their friends and tag you say order this guy's book so maybe it's it is relevant JF okay right. Just one more, one more, um, Twitter. We, we now have a Twitter for right brain that is at right brain underscore. So if you, um, would like to follow us, if you are not yet following us on Twitter, it's at right brain underscore. And in just about a week and a couple of days, we're actually almost about to break 100 followers. I'm actually pretty impressed by that. So, Hey, um, yeah, thank you for following and Jim again, thanks for coming on. And we, um, are glad to have you, and we are excited about the book launch um, tomorrow for you. So we hope everything goes nice and smooth and everything is uh, great, uh, which so far it is. I've seen some really nice reviews on the book, like some good, solid, like, you know, real, like, I don't want to say real. I mean, they're all real, but I mean, um, some legitimate reviews, and they're all been pretty positive, and I'm sure you're excited about yeah. that.
2: Well, and thank you guys again for, for having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Right Brain. Mm -hmm. Good night.